1: 1110 and 99.3 WBT, Brett Jensen here with you on Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And again, I am not even joking when I say that. Follow me at Brett underscore Jensen. Okay, so we've got a lot going on tonight and we're waiting for Scott to call us right now. Um, Scott Hamilton from the WBT Newsroom. We're, we're efforting, we're efforting. So Scott, if you're listening, 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110, if you're listening. So anyways, a well-oiled machine. That's what we are, a well-oiled machine. So anyways, all right. So, um, there is a lot to get into tonight and it surrounds small town politics. And small-town politics can be a contact sport, way more so than, say, politics involving Charlotte or major cities. So, Scott, call. Good Lord, dude. So, anyways, um, but small-town politics, everyone knows each other. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knows who each other lives. Everyone knows where everybody lives. Everyone's a neighbor. Everyone knows their address. Everyone knows where their kids go to school. In Charlotte, that's not the case. You have people living in Ballantyne or up, you know, up, say, by university or wherever. So you have a lot of people that are disconnected by great great lengths. Small town politics can be nastier because it is neighbor versus neighbor. It's the Hatfield versus the McCoys because everybody knows everybody. And so we're going to take a look at three small towns tonight as we get ready for the election. That's gonna be Indian Trail, that's gonna be uh, Waxall, and it's gonna be Huntersville. All right, so right now we bring in, uh, is this the right line? I'll make sure. Scott, we got you. You got me, bro. All right, good Lord. All right. Um, First of all, so Scott, you've been covering Indian Trail for quite a while what is the sense of what's happening out there in Indian Trail right now as we progress, as we are just a couple, you know, early voting starts Thursday, and then, of course, we got the election on November 2nd.
0: It's pretty contentious, man. I mean, it it really is. Uh, There's three council positions up for grabs. Um, And, you know, when you have a five-person council, I I don't have to do the math for you, Brett. I mean, it's how those three seats go will determine the future of this town. And there's been so much consternation over this downtown development plant, or a plan rather, not plant, about some people are for it, some people are against it. Most people are confused about it. They don't understand it. Information. It's just a really, it's a really, it's not, I don't want to call it a toxic environment out there, but it's not healthy. I'll leave it at that.
1: Well, okay, so. All right, so now let's take a look at what's going on right now in uh, Indian Trail. And you have a special report going on, so give us the background of the report.
0: So they had a meeting, they, being the town council, uh, they they have these developmental workshops where they, I guess, have uh, developers come in or people representing developers like realtors, come in and they talk about ways to develop the area, literally develop the area. And they were having one of these workshops on, I believe it was February 8th of last year. And uh, they're having chit-chat between the workshop and the town council meeting that night. And a citizen, not really sure who this citizen is, but a citizen heard a city council person, city council man, um, making inappropriate comment about an employee one of the town employees, and the citizen was so unsettled by the comment that he actually contacted the town attorney. Now, the town attorney, who has since resigned, she resigned last year, she felt that the complaint was credible enough that she did some investigating and said, yeah, this this happened. This happened. And to be clear, um, we're it,
1: talking about inappropriate comment from a male, or allegedly a male... Regarding
0: a woman. Regarding a a woman in a
1: a sexual manner, like a sexual harassment type thing.
0: And and the citizen was concerned enough about the comment that he felt compelled to contact the town attorney. Um, Town attorney, look into it. She spoke with the employee. She spoke with some other people in leadership in the town. And um, she believed it to be credible. All
1: right, so, so Scott, who... When talking to all these sources and the multiple people that you've spoken to, who do they believe is the town commissioner that actually that made the inappropriate comments?
0: That I have heard from multiple sources. Tom ambergie and, and he is he is also a, he's a councilman, but I've also heard it from fellow councilmen. And make it that what you will, because there's so much angst amongst that group that Amber... But make it that what you will. But people outside the council of well have confirmed to me that it was him. Now, I... I approached him today with an email, the email that the town attorney had sent to all the council members last year, as well as the mayor and to another member of leadership in the town, basically addressing the situation, that she had been given a heads up, she looked into it, she found it credible, um, and she was telling them, you guys have got to get yourself in order. All right, so... but go ahead. Here, go ahead first and play. Well, I was going to say, Ambergy
1: so I, I got I got this. So so you, earlier today, you had a chance to talk with Tom Ambergy about this very topic and the email.
0: I have an email from the town attorney, mm-hmm. and it's dated February 11th, and it has all the council members copied on it. And it says a council person. Now, it does not identify you in this email. Oh, oh okay. I, have, I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I have to look back, uh sir, on that. I Scott, I don't remember the email, I'll be honest with you. If I get so many emails, you know, I may not even read it. Okay, but this but the person mentioned in this email, they don't name the councilman. It was not you, is what you're saying. It it wasn't me, no, sir. I I've never made any comments about said of employee or anything, no, sir.
1: And then Scott, in the conversation You went on a little bit longer, and the conversation occurred, and then you pressed him. Okay, well, so Scott, go ahead and tell me what you got.
0: Well, I I pressed him asking him, okay, well, if it wasn't you, do you remember this incident? Do you remember this being brought to your attention that if it wasn't you, it was one of your fellow council members? And, And do you remember this specific email? And his response to that was was a little shocking as well. One more question: You completely do not recall this incident if it did not involve if it if it did involve another council member, right? I mean, if it involved me, I think I would have remembered that. You know.
1: So Scott, you know, he's saying if it involved me, I think I would have remembered that. He said he also said he didn't remember if he even even read the email that the city attorney sent him, but all your multiple sources are clearly pointing the finger at him?
0: Multiple. Multiple sources pointing the finger at him. And, and, and if he can exonerate himself, then I'm sure he'll do it. But looking at it right now, I mean, I'm, i I got to admit, Brett, I, I have multiple people pointing a finger in one direction. And, and full disclosure, the employee, the remark was targeted at, was um, was uh, <laughs> Brandy Deese. She's the one who, who was the target of this, of this. She's the planning director in the town, and, and I've spoken to her about it, and this has, been, this has been almost well it's been more than a year and a half, Brett, and she said she has yet to receive what she considers to be a true apology, like an "I'm sorry" from this individual. Um, it is my understanding that he did approach her and try to smooth things over, but stopped short of an apology. So, if he did that, but now he denies even knowing about the incident. Ah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, you can you can connect the lot to that. C-Y-A. I
1: mean, that's what it seems like. That's exactly what yeah. it seems like. I mean, full full disclosure. Now, whether or not it's true or not, I don't know but that's exactly what it looks like from the outside looking in so all right so a lot more like it's 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 a never it's the story that keeps on giving out there in indian trail for sure and you know we've got you know november 2nd is election day and you know that's what just like two and a half three weeks from now so a lot can happen between now and then and I know that there's, you know, potentially other things brewing out there in Indian Trail and I know that you're going to be keeping a uh, very close watch and still try to work a lot of sources and get some more interviews because it, it, there's a lot going on out there in that town.
0: It it really is and you know in in everybody's defense. Everybody's defense all sides there. It's a tiny not a tiny, it's a small town that is a, at a real crossroads, Brett. It's the 24th largest community in North Carolina. But it's at a point now where it has to decide what it wants to be. Does it want to keep growing and in 30 years, 50 years, become what we see up around Lake Norman right now, become Huntersville, become Cornelius, Mooresville, that entire stretch congested, but a lot of different businesses, a lot of development, or does it want to do things now, take steps now to rein itself in, to stay in this lane? And there's nothing wrong with this lane that it's in, but... Is that the lane they want to have in perpetuity? And and that's where a lot of this angst is coming from. People are, people can't determine, can't decide, can't get along to figure out what they should be and what they will inevitably be. It's it's fascinating, but it's also troubling at the same time.
1: Well, and that's what exactly is going on in Weddington and Marvin and Waxhaw as well. So we'll talk about those when we come back, as well as some stuff going on up in Huntersville. Scott Hamilton from the WBT Newsroom. Always appreciate
0: it, bud. You're the man, brother. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Going up until eight o'clock tonight. Seven o four five seven o eleven ten. Extremely rough around the edges that last segment, but you got the gist of what was going on. Um, about as smooth as a rusty saw, but you got the gist of what was going on. And we talked to Scott about the situation of um, sexual harassment being claimed a bit against a town commissioner towards like the town planner, and because of. You know, a witness allegedly said they heard him say this, and then we got there was the email that went from the city attorney to all the commissioners, and the commissioner was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know if I even saw that email. I don't remember that email. We get so many emails. I don't even know if I looked at it." So just a lot going on, and there's going to be a lot more to that story. Okay, so last Friday night, I was the a moderator at what was supposed to be a Waxhaw debate for mayor and town commissioner. There's two commissioner seats of open, coming open, and the mayor's spot. So you've got three incumbents and you've got three challengers. And the challengers basically call themselves, from everything that I've been told, the Waxhaw wall. And from everything else that I've been told from a lot of people in Union County, they more or less stole that term from Dan Barry, who's a big political guy over there in Union County. He's been here in the show and he's a friend of the show and he's been in the studio with me when he said we're going to build the Union County Red Wall, a big red wall, so that the blue wave from Mecklenburg County will hit the wall and stop at the county lines. Don't Mecklenburg, our Union County, is what people were saying. And since then, that was in like in 2018. Since then, people have taken that term uh, that, that Dan Barry came in or developed and used it and morphed it into their own saying, whether it's the Waxhaw Wall or the Indian Trail Wall or whatever it is, the Union County Wall. So... The three challengers for the three inc- against the three incumbents down in Waxaw. And like I said, most people are like, Waxaw. Look, in 2010, there was about 4,000 people, give or take. And now there's about 20,000 people, give or take, 22,000 people, give or take, in Waxaw. That's how much it's grown from basically 4,000 or so to 20,000. So more than four times. Maybe even five times as many people live in Waxhaw now than it did 13 years ago, which is exactly what happened to Huntersville, which is exactly what happened to Cornelius and TGK and Pineville and Fort Mill and Belmont and Gaston County. And now which is happening in Marvin, Weddington and Waxhaw because 113 people every day move to Mecklenburg County or excuse me, Charlotte, 113 people. Every day. It's one of the most moved to cities in the entire country and has been since the 2001 or since 2000. Every year, it's in the top five of the most moved to cities in America. Some years, it's number one. Some years, it's number two. And so 113 people, 800 people a week move here. There's nowhere to go. There aren't any houses. That's why they built all these apartments on South Boulevard and everywhere else, because there's no houses and what houses there are, are exceptionally overpriced because there's a high demand. The other thing that they built here to help with all the influx of people were the storage units. Storage units were already being rented out and full before they were even built. So that's the problem that some of these areas are facing. Indian Trail, Weddington, Marvin, Waxhaw. Specifically Union County. Why do people want to move to Union County, especially the Weddington, Marvin and Waxhaw area? Better schools than CMS. Far better schools than CMS. Lower taxes than than Mecklenburg County. Lower crime than Mecklenburg County. Now, I will tell you, driving out to Waxhaw the other night to do this debate, the first question I asked was, what time zone are we in? Because holy moly, that's a drive. From South Park out there, it was like 35 minutes, and I had no traffic. I mean, it's a hike. Now imagine making that drive every day with a lot of traffic each way. It's got to be at least an hour if you work anywhere near Uptown Charlotte. So on Friday night, I was the moderator of the debate that was supposed to be between the three challengers, otherwise known as the Waxall Wall, and the three incumbents. The three challengers opted not to show. And I've heard a lot of various reasons why. A lot of various reasons why. And the debate was put on by the Waxhaw Business Association. So they were given 11 days, 11-day notice. They received the email on October 2nd, hey, we'd like to have a debate on the 13th. Then they potentially looked at moving it back and the three incumbents actually wanted it to be October 28th, like a couple of days before the election. And by that time, what, 30 percent of the people had already voted, if you count early voting, because early voting starts on Thursday. So what's the point of having a debate when 30 percent of the people have already voted, if not more? So that was the reasoning behind, no, we're going to do this before early voting starts. Well, a lot has happened since then since the debate on Friday night. We're going to talk about that when we return. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. But right now, let's swing on over to the WBT Newsroom with Anna Erickson.
0: Thank you, Brett. Perhaps the biggest trial in South Carolina history might be getting rebooted. Convicted double murderer Alec Murdoch one step closer to getting a new trial. This after the South Carolina Court of Appeals ordered a hearing on allegations of jury tampering. His defense team's claims based on comments allegedly made by the Colton County Clerk of Courts. The case will now return to circuit court where his attorneys will request a new trial. Murdoch was convicted in March of killing his wife and son in June 2021 and sentenced to life in prison. Scott Hamilton, WBT News. A professional football player from South Carolina in trouble with police. Rock Hill native and LA Rams cornerback Darian Kendrick has been arrested on a felony charge of carrying a concealed weapon. The 23-year-old was stopped Monday morning in Hollywood several hours...
1: Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110 and 800 WBT 1110. That's the telephone numbers to get in on the show. Okay, so from whence we last spoke, I go to Waxhaw to do this city or to do this debate for the mayor and two town commissioners. None of the challengers showed up. I had heard various reasons from they thought it was rigged, that the people knew the questions beforehand. And when they asked me Thursday morning as a late last second fill in, this is a true story. What I'm about to tell you is 100 percent true story. Same thing goes for Indian Trail, Uh, goes for Marvin, Weddington. It goes for most of the surrounding towns outside of Mecklenburg County. I said, is it going to be a problem me doing the debate when I have no idea who the mayor is? I don't even know who the mayor is. And they said, oh, the mayor is this. And I said, honestly, I've never heard that name. And I said, what about the town commissioners? They, I'm sorry, I've never heard those names either. And they said, no, actually, we like the fact that you don't know who they are. Because therefore, you can't be accused of being in someone's pocket or playing favoritism. I said, I said the only time I ever go through Waxhaw... Is on my way to the golf course, uh, Stonebridge. That's it. I said, and I bought my furniture there at the furniture at the Waxall Furniture Outlet in 2009 when I moved here when I moved back to Charlotte in 2009. I said I still have my bedroom suit or suite there from there. I still have it in my bedroom, but that's about as much as I know about Waxall. So they like that fact. So I was like, all right, great. So I, I get there at the church where they had it. And they said, well, rumor has it the other three candidates, the outside challengers might actually show up. But we don't know. All right. Well, so they were asked on October 2nd, 11 days full advance. Hey, do you want to uh, do you want to uh, participate? And they said, I, I don't know whether they didn't have enough time or they thought it was rigged or whatever. Some people say, well, they did a fundraiser. Yeah, but was the fundraiser already planned? And if it was already planned, couldn't they move the fundraiser? Because what's more important, getting a dollar bill or talking to the people? Those are the things that were being discussed in Wexall. That's not me. That's just everything that's being discussed. So the, the thing lasted for about an hour, 20 minutes or so. Went up to about eight thirty. We started a little bit late. We're supposed to start at seven. Started just a little bit late. Went to about eight thirty. And you know, I I asked each person, the very first question is, why are you running for your office? Not not your credentials. I don't care about your credentials. Why are you choosing to do this? And then I came in hot, straight about the expansion of Waxaw and the wall versus taxes versus residential versus business, county commissioners who are trying to do everything, the state got involved because the, you know, there's a a belief that the county commissioners in Union County were lying and doing this and doing that. And a lot of it was being put forth by Stony Rushing, who is no longer here with us on planet Earth, because he died of I believe, cancer. I believe it was cancer a few few months ago, or excuse me, a few weeks ago, and that he was orchestrating this all. So I ask questions. Is Waxall too big? I asked that question, is Waxall too big? What about the water and sewage issues? That the county is trying to say are issues that the county's not helping helping with? What about that? Because everything you're hearing about the wall is the perception is they want Waxhaw, Weddington, Marvin. To not get any bigger, to basically stay as is, to very, very slowly allow it to grow, like extremely slow. The term you keep hearing is limited growth, which means you're not being business friendly because business people can't get sewage or plumbing for their businesses in Waxhaw or Weddington or Marvin. And the wall, hence the name, they want to barricade it and prevent people from moving in. Hence the wall. Now, I got some emails today, and you could tell they were all orchestrated. And to be honest with you, they were all absolutely borderline absurd and ridiculous from supporters of the three candidates, the wall candidates. Because they all said the same thing. Hey, someone told me you said this. I'm hearing that you're going to say that. I'm hearing you said this. None of the people that reached out to me By the way, and all those emails came at the exact same moment at the exact same time. And someone had even reached out to me this morning, uh, a fan of the candidates, and said, Hey, uh, I heard that that you had the candidates, the incumbents from Waxhaw on WBT this morning. So we go to a commercial break, and I said, Bo, Beth, did you guys have on candidates from Waxhaw this morning? They're like, No. So then I go talk to Mark Garrison in the newsroom. Hey, Mark, did you run any of my clips from Friday night at the debate or have any Waxhaw candidates on? No? Okay. So once again, it's all hearsay. No one actually heard it. Just someone said. And then somebody posted something on Union County Conservatives Facebook group. Brett Jensen this, Brett Jensen that. You don't think it was a planned attack or coordinated attack? I want to say attack, um, but a planned coordinated effort? I got all these emails at almost the exact same time, almost all of them saying the exact same thing. Well, I didn't hear, but someone said, and I told every single one of them the same thing. You really shouldn't live your life through hearsay. If you want to like, actually do your homework, actually find out for yourself whether or not something is reality or not. And I said, if someone sends me one more email saying I heard or someone said, I said, I'm gonna read every single person's name on air and I'm gonna read their email addresses on air. Period. If I get one more stupid email. We heard you're getting the you had the candidates on this morning. No, you didn't. We didn't have them on. I heard that you were gonna talk about this tonight. How is that possible? There is no one on the planet that knows what I talk about every night. There is not a soul. Not even my producer knows what I talk about every night. No idea. I might tease a little bit on Twitter. Or if I'm on with Brett Wernable, maybe tease a little. Hey, tonight we're going to be talking about Waxaw, And that's all you're getting. You don't know what about? Maybe I could be talking about the traffic situation. So don't say, would you mind giving equal time to the other opponent? Sorry, I was there Friday. I was there Friday. And it seems to me if they were truly interested in talking to a media person, a un- completely unbiased media person, I let me put it to you this way. I still don't remember the mayor's name. Let me put it to you that way. So if um, – and super nice guy, I mean – Super nice guy, he, wanted, he asked me for a photo, and we did the group photo of the, three of the three contestants or candidates, and then me. And had all six been there, we would have done the same thing with all six of us. But those three chose, refused to show up when they could have. So, you know, I feel like, um, oh, what's the superhero? Because I'm really bad with comic strips. My work is done here. It might, I don't know if it's, it might be Batman. my You know, like old school Batman. My work is done here. Okay. That's the way I felt. Hey, I came in, hosted a debate. They didn't want to show up. And now their supporters are going, why don't you give them equal time? I'm sorry, I was there Friday. Where were you? Where were you? So on this Friday, as a matter of fact... I am going to be playing clips of the debate. You may not like that. And here's exactly what I said at the end of the debate Friday night. At the very, very end. And I don't know, there were 50, 70 people in the audience. And it was a Friday night. Had it been a Monday night or Tuesday night, you may have had more people. But this is what I said at the end of the debate. And I would have said the exact same thing had all six candidates been there. Had nothing to do with who was there and who wasn't. What I said was, I think it doesn't matter if you like what the answers that you heard. It doesn't matter. You may have hated every single thing these people said on the stage tonight. But they were here and they took questions, questions that they had no idea what were coming, as well as questions from the audience. So from that standpoint, at the very least, they deserve your respect. You may not like what they have to say, but they deserve your respect for actually showing up and providing answers to the public. Unfortunately, three of them chose not to. And they... One of them could have showed up. You can't tell me that one of them could not have shown up. One of the people running for town commissioner, you tell me one of them couldn't show up. Not one. Okay? Like I said, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't live in Waxhaw. The only time I go, through, go to Waxhaw is when I'm driving through town to go to uh, Stonebridge Golf Course. That's it. I've been to the Irish bar there once, and I think there's an ice cream shop there that I've been to. That's it. I was dating a girl in Marvin and we went to Waxall one day for lunch. That's it. So I don't have a dog in the fight. I personally don't care. But when people start sending me emails going, well, you should let this person and that person, and I heard this and I heard you were going to do that and I heard this. First of all, you can hear everything you want. But the opportunity was there on Friday night and I'm good. I'm good. But I am going to play snippets of um, – so it wasn't really a debate because there was no one there to debate. It was a forum and a QA and a session. So I am going to play that some of that on Friday night, um, some of the highlights about the water and the sewage and everything else. All right, when we come back, that was Indian Trail, Waxhaw, Huntersville, you're up next. You're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hey! Welcome
1: back to Breaking with Brett Jensen, going up till 8 o'clock. Seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. All right, one more thing that I actually left out about the waxall thing. So basically, it comes down to this concerning waxall, Marvin, and Weddington. Do you want to get bigger? It's simple economics. It's one plus one equals two. If you want shiny new toys, you want that new rec center, you want a community center, you want you know raises for the police department, whatever the case may be, improvements to your town as a whole. But yet you don't want many new people coming in, if at all. The only way to pay for all of that is to raise taxes. If you keep new people out and new tax revenue out, you have to raise taxes. Let me ask you a question. You think prices are the same now as they were in 2015? That was just eight years ago. 2015. Are are things the same price as they were now eight eight years ago? Eggs, milk, gas, wood, all that stuff? Is it the same price? So even if you don't want to add shiny new toys to your community and make your community better, inflation inherently on its own, 3% on average year-over-year cost of living, so if you don't get your town bigger, then you're going to have to raise the taxes of the people who are already there to pay for the new things that are either coming in or the new pricing at hikes, because things are just going to get more expensive. That's time. So the battle is keep Waxall, Weddington, Marvin the same, but you're going to have to raise taxes eventually. You can't pay for things or... Expand, have new people moving in, new neighborhoods, and collect the tax revenue off those people. New businesses moving in. Actually be business friendly. That's the dilemma. Current size, but have to raise taxes eventually. If not now, soon. Or keep taxes the same, but increase the population. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. There is no third choice as far as I see it. So that's what the big battle is about those three towns right now. Huntersville. Oh, this is good. Huntersville. So last night, Huntersville had their town commissioner meeting. You guys know the stories that I broke about mayoral candidate Derek Partee, who was alleged to have um, been mentally and/ or emotionally abusive, according to two current female town commissioners, so much so that one wrote two emails to the mayor, the other one wrote an email to three sitting board members or town commissioners about the situation involving party. They didn't want to be on the same committees with him and they wanted to be moved away from him on the dice. They didn't feel comfortable and they were like they just it was a, they truly thought it was a, like almost like a nightmare. Well, I told you, I think I told you last week how Derek Parti accidentally called me. And I said, hey, well, I got you on the phone. Let me do an interview with you. Since the last one, you know, you texted me that you were going to call me and then you never did. You abruptly aborted 20 minutes beforehand. And he said, no, I'm just I'm, I'm concentrating on my election. I said, well, that's what I want to talk to you about is the election. And then he said, no, I can't do it, I can't talk to you. And then I said, okay, that's fine. And I just flippantly said, I'll see him Monday night at the board meeting. Just flippantly. And he goes, okay, that'll be fine. I think that was his direct quote. I think that'll be, he goes, okay, I think that, that'll be fine. Well, I didn't get to go up there last night, but I heard that if this is true, it's troublesome. And troubling, I should say. That there were three women that are extreme Derek Partee, I won't say disciples, but uh, followers or supporters. Supporters is a better word. His campaign manager were all looking for me, waiting for me to show up last night. And again, I, I'm I'm hearing this from someone who was actually on the scene. And that, don't know if it's true. I want to paraphrase that and that when it came time for them to leave concerned that I was going to basically jump out from the bushes or from out behind a car, the four women encircled him and walked him to his car. So I couldn't have access if in case I indeed showed up, if you're a politician who served 26, 27 years as a law enforcement up in New York on Long Island and you're having to have four women protect you? If this is true, then I think it speaks volumes. And if it's not true, then, and actually, I really hope it's not true. I hope you would not have three women there and your female campaign manager out there Trying to protect and be on the lookout for Brett Jensen. I really hope that wasn't the case. I really do. Because it's a horrible look if it is true. It's like it's a it's a disturbing look actually if it is true, and I pray. And I use that term loosely. I hope that it's not true. I hope that's not the case. Basically, human shields as you could walk from the government center to the parking lot. I hope that's not true. All right, so tomorrow night, everyone, as of now, three guests will be in the studio with me tomorrow night. Three Democrats running for school board, led by Ned Albright. The Charlotte Observer just basically did a hit piece on Annette Albright and the other two that they're running together as a group. They'll be in here tomorrow night with me for the full hour to talk about why they're running, things that are good with CMS, things that are bad with CMS, and the school board itself. So we got all that hopefully coming in tomorrow night. It's a don't miss show. Alright everyone, have a great night. Look forward to it till tomorrow. I'm Brett Jensen and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.
0: WBT Charlotte WBT FM Chester WLNKHD2